Good Monday afternoon. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. And we are delighted to be with you this afternoon, broadcasting from our facilities here in the West Shore area of Tampa. We welcome our friends on the answer stations, on the Faith Talk stations, and on our Biz channel. By the way, for those of you on the Biz, let me give you the market update this afternoon. Markets are off a tad. The Dow Jones Industrials off 53.50 at 22,296. NASDAQ off 56 and change at 6370. SP 500 off 5.56 at 2496. Good to be with you today as we are starting off our week and delighted that uh, you are spending your afternoon with us and um, probably. Probably have a hunch of what I might be talking about here for the first uh, at least few minutes or so, and that's because um, it's amazing to me with all of the issues that we have all around the country, the important issues, you know, like uh, uh, right now we're uh, trying to find out if we can get some sort of an agreement for a first step uh, on the uh, unaffordable Obamacare plan. We are dealing with... uh, Not one, not two, but uh, three different uh, uh, catastrophic uh, hurricanes in terms of um, uh, the cost thereof. And um, then we also should be talking about tax reform. But no, we're going to be, the nation is talking about to take a knee or not to take a knee. That is the question. And um, I've got some thoughts on that this afternoon, and uh, you may have some of those thoughts as well. Um, as always, we have uh, three numbers to connect this afternoon if you'd like to join the conversation. And uh, those numbers uh, in Tampa is 813-287-5700, 813-287-5700, Sarasota, Brains, and Manatee County. Your local number is 941 955 941-955-0930. For all others across Florida and U.S., you can call me toll-free at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Well, I'm going to talk about what everybody else is talking about today. And that is because I'm kind of shaking my head. I really am. But um, you would probably guess that the son of uh, both um, of two parents, one that served in the Army Air Corps in the Pacific Theater during World War II, and the other parent uh, who uh, ended up serving at the Cow Palace uh, there during World War II, both Army Air Corps, talking about uh, my mom and my dad. So you would probably figure that uh, I've got some thoughts about uh, this whole kneeling thing. So, by the way, uh, you may have some thoughts as well, so I'll go ahead and open it up. And that is, um, quite quite frankly, this thing has gotten to be uh, ridiculous. Uh, Ridiculous. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, now we have two sides that have sort of lined up on this thing. And um, I think um, both Colin Kaepernick and his fellow athletes, uh, and including our president, uh, all need to uh, to consider an immediate course correction. 
And, and what I mean by that is th- this is not serving the country uh, in any way on any side. And um, so yesterday, we um, the great anticipation from the media was who was going to kneel and who was not going to, me- to, to kneel. It started off early in the morning, and I got wind of this after I got home from church. We had a couple of NFL teams that was in London. And what was, uh, I guess the folks in London are kind of scratching their heads unless they did a lot of research because when our national anthem was played, had a lot of Americans taking a knee. And then as the uh, British anthem was played, everybody stood up and stood at attention. Now, what's interesting is, um, is you might not know this, but the NFL has rules about this. And um, the rules, and I'm going to give you the reference here. By the way, phone lines are open. Um, if you'd like to comment on uh, whether athletes, um, first of all, we're not going to argue, we're not going to debate on whether the athletes have the right to do this. I tell you, that, that I 100% support their right to do this. They have a right to do this. However, however, I think they are terribly misguided to do so and going to be deeply disgu- you know, uh, misguided to keep doing it. Now, you might disagree. We can talk about it, 877-943-9673. But first of all, so that we're talking the facts this afternoon. Let's deal with the facts. Now, Roger Goodell is the NFL commissioner. He is sort of the top cop for the league. And he has been pretty much a stickler about enforcing NFL policy as set forth by uh, the owners. And I'll I'll give you an example. Remember... um, the old footballs and the inflate gate. Do you remember how far he pursued that? I mean, it went into the next season. And whether they were, I can't remember now, were they underinflated or overinflated? What was it? What was underinflated? Okay, they were deflated. So, man, that was that was that was a big deal. And, and, and you know, some of us thought it was a pretty big deal. Now, the NFL rule book. Are you ready for this? The rule book of what you saw, apparently about 200 players um, were in unity in one way or another with those who took a knee. But they are part of a national consortium, consortium, I should say, and everybody's supposed to play by the rules. So let me at least share with you what the rules are. The NFL rulebook requires Team A and Team B, listening clearly, to appear on the field for the playing of the anthem. So for those teams that stayed in the locker room, they were violating NFL rules. Now I'm going to come back to that because we have we have a veteran 
on the Pittsburgh Steelers who followed NFL policy. He got called out by his coach. We'll get to that in a minute. NFL rulebook. Both teams are to, uh, and, I, and I'm just reading straight from, both teams are required on the field for the playing of the anthem, standing, remaining quiet, and holding their helmets in their left hands. Some of you might not know how specific this is. Failure to do so can, doesn't say must, doesn't say will, can, ain't going to happen. Failure to do so can result in fine suspensions and the loss of draft picks. Now, for those of you that want to go online to the NFL rule book, go to page A62-63 of the NFL Game Operations Manual. And I quote specifically, The national anthem must be played prior to every NFL game, and all players must be on the sideline for the national anthem. During the national anthem, players on the field and bench area should stand at attention, face the flag, hold helmets in their left hand, and refrain from talking. The home team should ensure that the American flag is in good condition. It should be pointed out to players and coaches that we continue to be judged by the public in this area of respect for the flag and our country. Failure to be on the field by the start of the national anthem may result in discipline, such as fines, suspensions, and or the forfeiture of draft choices for violations of the above, including first offenses. Now, the only reason I want to point this out is is that um, this protest, protest that uh, is uh, calling attention to um, race relations in this country, I don't think the American people are so much against the attention and and calling attention to what this grievance is. I don't think the players who are who are involved with this, to them they believe it's just a protest against the flag, against the country. What they don't what I don't think they understand is American citizens like myself, who had a mother and father and many other family members I mean, I had a a family member who was the commander of the USS California battleship on battleship row in Pearl Harbor. I mean, I I, I take the service to the country very, very seriously. And, And what I don't think that they're getting is, I don't think they understand that they're protesting the country. Others who have been out there on the front lines. Uh, Americans who either serve themselves, their veterans, or, or maybe it's their mom, their dad, their brother, or their sister. They, they, they don't realize that for those who went on the field of battle to, 
to, to, to fight and to serve under old glory. Those that uh, took a bullet for their country, those that took an IED or, or even those that paid the ultimate sacrifice, that's what that anthem is all about. That's what that flag is all about. And so when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit deeper because, by the way, there's enough there's enough blame to go around. You may disagree with me. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Um, the last thing we need by all parties involved is to further divide this nation. And I got to tell you, just we'll, 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 we'll develop it more in a moment, but, but, uh, but believe me, President Trump himself is the other side of this deal, and the president has a right to express his views. But to me, there's there's no excuse in using public profanity or cursing against Kaepernick or anybody else or tell anybody else what to do. The president should retract those words and apologize. So what this topic is about is getting everybody back on track before we further divide the nation. Be right back. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Senator Bernie Sanders has recently introduced Medicare for All legislation, which would enroll all Americans into the nation's Medicare program within four years. Senator Sanders argues that his proposal would create a system that, quote, works not just for millionaires and billionaires, but for all of us, end quote. As Democrats and other policymakers debate the merits of Senator Sanders' proposal, here are a few important observations about international systems that they ought to consider. First, a vanishingly small number of countries actually have single-payer systems. In fact, almost all feature some role for private sector insurance companies and providers. Second, single-payer countries have also failed to control rising health care costs. This is important given that Sanders' proposal was released without a cost estimate or financing plan. Third, it's simply untrue that single-payer systems produce a better quality of care across the board. All Americans should bear one important precept in mind. If the Sanders plan sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I'm Lon Hee Chen. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here. 21 minutes past the hour, and I want to remind you that uh, we have not one but two 
book giveaways. That means that we have a total of 10 books, five apiece, that are going to uh, go to some very providential winners at the end of the month. Uh, Book number one is How Alexander Hamilton Screwed Up America by Byron McClanahan. This is, uh, again, a book from Regnery Publishing. And um, that is going to give you an idea about, uh, from the author's perspective, just who was Alexander Hamilton. Uh, That's one. And then our second uh, book of the month, we have a duel this month, as I said, Speak the Truth. How to Bring Back God into Every Conversation by Carmen LaBerge. Now, very simply, here's what you have to do. Uh, go to our website, AM860 The Answer or AM930 The Answer, and uh, click on the contest tab, and you can register to win. And between now and the 30th of September, you can register every new day, and that increases your chances by coming back uh, each day to enter. And, um, and again, uh, two great uh, reads, one about Alexander Hamilton, one about, uh, you know, especially challenging men and women of faith. Uh, when was the last time God or the subject of God was an active participate, uh, participant in one of your conversations? And so um, we have those opportunities for you this afternoon. If you're just joining us, uh, I'm sure everybody has an opinion on what's happening with the uh, take a knee flap. And uh, I have an opinion myself. And uh, after watching yesterday and watching what's unfolding today, I, I just got to tell you, um, I-, I-, <laughs> I guess the real the real proof is what happens tonight, Thursday night, and next weekend. Because I... Um, I believe one of the polls that I reviewed said that 72% of Americans of those polls polled said that they should not be taking a kneel. Nobody should be taking a kneel before the national anthem and, and the flag ceremony. Now, let me be clear again if you're just joining me. Every one of these individuals has a right to do what they're doing. And um, though for some of us it's very distasteful and for others of us it's very inappropriate, it's, it's one of those difficult times that um, because of our very solid First Amendment, we must support their right to do that. That doesn't mean that um, it's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean that it's the wise thing to do. It doesn't mean that by doing it and now doing it in greater numbers, you're going to, those who are taking the knee, that they're going to necessarily accomplish what they set out to accomplish. Before we get into the merits of it, I I think a lot of people, and this, this was coming on with some of the firings at ESPN, everybody can have an opinion. I think that there's a a, a pretty good group of folks that uh, would like to just see sports professionals play sports. Now, they have a right to do other things and not play sports, but I will tell you, the NFL's got a brand. Now, we're going to drill down a little bit deeper in a moment or two about the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva. 
by the way, a former Army Ranger, served two or three tours in Afghanistan, Iraq, whatnot. Got a few of those uh, very important medals to prove it. Well, I want to tell you that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers made a decision to violate NFL rules and not to come out of the locker room. They have a right to do that, and I doubt whether the league's going to, you know, discipline them, even though that's an option. But this this man who went to the battlefield several times, he just came out of the tunnel, put his hand over his heart, and pledged allegiance to his country. It happened in Chicago. Fox News is reporting that the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, appeared to take a swipe at the Bronze Star recipient's decision in a post-game press conference. Tomlin told the media that prior to kickoff yesterday, the Steelers held a team meeting and decided, though not unanimously, not to come out of the locker room for the National Anthem. Tomlin said when asked, like I said, I was looking for 100% participation. We were going to be respectful of our football team. And that's when he was asked about Villanueva ignoring the order and coming out for the anthem. Tomlin added the intent was to have his team focus on the game and not President Trump's comments blasting players who chose to protest during the playing of the Star Spangled Banner. But think about this. Just think about it for a moment. This hero, this veteran, gets singled out. And in a moment, I'm going to share with you about some of the other enforcement actions of the NFL. Because my bottom line is this, and I will reemphasize this uh, in a moment. These players have made their point. The grievances they have uh, against race relations in this country have been duly noted and duly registered. I would encourage these uh, players that um, are working uh, on on this issue uh, in their in their in their private lives and in I guess in their professional lives. I very much encourage them to continue to pursue their grievances. Just not here. Not at the anthem, not at the games, not anymore. Because I'm going to tell you, if they want to bring the nation together, and I know we've got the president on the other side who who needs to apologize, very, very inappropriate conduct. I mean, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity scolder this afternoon. But I'm going to tell you more and more images... I tell you what's going to happen next week. There's going to be people showing up in their uniforms, the football games. We already have people burning their jerseys, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, burning their 
all of their Steelers equipment, outraged about the comments by the coach toward this Army Ranger. We need none of this. Football on Sunday is supposed to be a fun release. What do you think? 877-943-9673. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Are you reeling in the east? Stowing away the time. Are you gathering up the teas? Have you had enough of mine? Are you reeling in the east? With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. It was a raucous start to today's Senate Finance Committee hearing on the latest Republican health care bill. Protesters showing up to shout their opposition. Backers of the measure face an uphill fight to get it approved. North Korea's foreign minister says that President Trump's tweet that leader Kim Jong-un won't be around much longer amounts to a declaration of war. The White House calls that absurd. A federal appeals court gives Texas a bit more latitude to enforce a sanctuary cities ban that's backed by the Trump administration. Arizona Senator John McCain has revealed a grim prognosis as he battles brain cancer. A down day for Wall Street. The Dow was off 54 points. The Nasdaq closed 56 points lower, and the S&P was down 6 points. More details at srnnews.com. For years, Dr. David Jeremiah has spoken into the lives of Christians around the world and here in Tampa Bay. Join Faith Talk 570 in welcoming the Life Beyond Amazing Tour with David Jeremiah, October 3rd at the USF Sundome. Bill Bunkley will broadcast live beforehand, leading up to an evening of worship and encouragement from David Jeremiah. Join Faith Talk for the Life Beyond Amazing Tour. Register for your free seats at davidjeremiah.org slash tour. Since 1981, Church Interiors has performed over 10,000 renovations and remodels for all size churches, from small chapels to spacious cathedrals, many on the National Historical Registry. Church Interiors is the nation's leading church remodeling, restoration, and renovation specialist. Services also include decorating, upholstering, carpet, chairs, pews, theater seating, multimedia, pulpits, refinishing, and restoration. View their online gallery at churchinteriors.com. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. When most people hear the word leprosy, they wonder if it still even exists. But leprosy does exist. It's a disease that cripples and disfigures, sinking adults and children alike into lives of shame and isolation. The man with leprosy said to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me. Jesus said, I am willing. 
Are you willing? You can stop leprosy. Right now, you have an incredible opportunity to help and heal children who are suffering. Because it costs only $90 to cure leprosy in three people, you can be the source of their healing. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Give now to help those suffering with leprosy. Call American Leprosy Missions right now, 800-443-0838, 800-443-0838. That's 800-443-0838. Or give online at StopLeprosyNow.com. We're back on a very controversial subject all across the land today, and including in the United Kingdom, where two NFL teams played. And uh, that is uh, the protest. To take a knee or not to take a knee, that is the question. 877-943-9673. Got a couple callers standing by. What I want to do is um, I want to share a little bit to put this in further perspective. Roger Goodell in the NFL is very specific about enforcing the rules, right? Right. Before we take our callers, let me go down a list of um, a list of what I would call memory lane. And, and I'm not I'm not down on the NFL. I'm not down. I, I, everybody needs to pull off this thing. That's where I'm at. I think the president ought to apologize using cursing with kids and. In an auditorium and, and and advising who should be hired or fired, uh, talking about Kaepernick, totally, totally, totally. I mean, he has a right to express his views, obviously, but but uh, come on, Mr. President. I mean, you know, you got important things you're doing, uh, and I think he should retract those words and apologize. Now, I know everybody's saying, yeah, right, okay, I, I get that, but that that's my that's my opinion. And uh, continuing to go down this road by both sides is only going to further divide our nation and really hurt some men and women who who serve this country. Anyway, uh, before we take our callers, let me put this in perspective. National Football League is all about uh, fines and uh, enforcing uh, its its protection of its branding. Let me let me share a couple of these. Remember last year when the NFL barred the Dallas Cowboys? Get this from wearing a decal on their helmet honoring the five police officers killed in that domestic terror attack? Hmm. NFL said no. How about uh, the NFL also banned the Tennessee Titans linebacker Avery Williamson from honoring 9-11 victims by wearing cleats that read 9-11-01 and never forget on the 15th anniversary of the terror attack. How about this one? NFL fined Robert Griffin III $10,000 for wearing a T-shirt during a press conference that said Operation Patience. The shirt was created by Reebok, and players are required only to wear clothing sold by Nike. How about this one? Our Christian audience will, will, will wake up on this one. RG3. Again, also ran into trouble with the league for wearing a shirt that said, No Jesus, that's K-N-O-W, No Jesus, K-N-O-W, Peace. No Jesus and no peace. 
The NFL has banned players from wearing Beats headphones on the field. Doing so violated the league's deal with Bose. The Steelers, William Gray, was fined for wearing purple cleats, which he did to raise awareness for domestic violence. How about that, Mike? Domestic violence in the NFL? Hello, hello, hello. An issue that uh, Roger Goodell claims the league takes seriously. And um, this other notation here, apparently Goodell's opposition to speech that he dislikes, um, he's so determined that he even has a Patriot, he even had or has a Patriots fan who flipped him off, fired from his job. I didn't hear about that one. But, I mean, that's the list. Um, And so, oh, by the way, I want to make sure you understand this, that the rule that I just read to you, okay, um, it's not in the 2017 version of the official playing rules of the NFL. Understand that there is the NFL Game Operations Manual, which is not uh, subject to public scrutiny. It's a 200-plus page book that the league refers to as the Bible. It is different than the rule book. And that's where it is found. So your thoughts on the controversy. Let me just say this. Um, I, and Jim's going to take me to task, I believe the First Amendment protects them, the players, from doing what they're doing, for doing what they're doing. I think it's a horrible, terrible mistake, and I totally disagree with what they're doing. I also believe that uh, the president was uh, very irresponsible uh, with his comments in Alabama on Friday night. I mean, we got kids in the crowd the whole nine yards, and, and so he's cursing about what they should do with Kaepernick and the players and whether they should be hired or fired. I'm going to tell you, all of this all of this needs to stop, and I think the president ought to apologize, and I think we we ought to move uh, Monday night football, Thursday night football, and Sunday night football back to where it's supposed to be. Let's go there. Let's just give respect to those. Can you imagine? Can you imagine our armed forces members? Maybe they're in Iraq. Maybe they're and they're sitting there watching. You know how they'll they'll pipe the game in, and they'll stay up at all hours to see a game? Can you imagine those guys and gals that are out there on patrols in Afghanistan, that are out there in, in harm's way, and then they got to see some folks who, who don't even get what they're doing at that moment? It's just a misguided, inappropriate place to do it. You can disagree. 877-943-9673. Let's go to Landa Lakes. Jim, welcome to our program. Thanks for being part of our show. Hey, Bill. i got to disagree with you on it. You're saying that they're right. It's their right for the First Amendment to do that on their own property, on their own time. They're under the employ of the NFL. And per the NFL rulebook and the playing of the national anthem, they are supposed to be shoulder to shoulder facing the flag right hand over their heart, left hand holding their helmet down to their side. That is a rule. And if the NFL had any guts, they would enforce the rule. Just like holding a big sign up, walking up and down the street that says God is dead, 
is someone's right. They can't do it in our gatheria at church because there are rules where that apply when you get into specific situations. Their rights to protest stop at the doorstep of their employment. But, 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 ho, ho, ho. I agree with you. The only problem with your premise is the NFL is not enforcing that rule. And if they're not going to enforce that rule, they have a right to do it. Uh, but it, but just because it's a constitutional right, whether they enforce it or not, does not necessarily make it a right to do it in, on the job site. If Roger Goodell doesn't enforce it, okay, he doesn't enforce it. But that doesn't mean that is their right to do it there. It's their right to do it on their property and where it is not when it's not offensive to anyone. It is just because the First Amendment applies, you can't do it everywhere and say, well, it's my right. It's my, no, it's not. It's not someone's right between services at Idlewild to crack a beer and light up a cigarette. It's not their right. It's their right on their own property. It's not, not their right to do it there. I would, uh, and Jim, all I would say is this, after 20-some-odd years of fighting strip clubs, pornography, all down the list, uh, First Amendment can be very, very painful. And uh, I would just have to say, first of all, Jim, I, I am in your camp. Let me just tell you this. I mean, I, I, I would I would want to be exactly of what you're saying because that's how much this has offended me. But um, I, I got to tell you that I've been in so many uh, situations where you try and referee what's First Amendment, what's not. And depending on who's making the judgment, and especially with some of the courts we have today, uh, I just got to tell you that if, if, the, if the National Football League and by the way, Roger Goodell had a statement out. You can read it on how they were going to support their players. I mean, it wasn't that he didn't do anything. He did do something, and he basically gave the reason for why they were not going to be enforcing that rule. So I, I, I think they have the right to do it, but I'll give you the last word. Well, well, Bill, you have a format to follow on your show. You have certain rules and regulations because yes. your network has standards. Yes. You do not have the right to say what you want to say and speak on topics you'd like to speak on because you have an employer that dictates the format. And within that format, you have every right. But that employer dictates how you behave using his facility, his his purchased airways and time. The NFL players do not have 100% constitutional rights just because they decide they want to do it at that time. They have to still obey the rules. Now, if they're their boss, has made the decision, okay, there are no rules, then fine, go ahead. But in their playbook, it tells you what they're supposed to do during the national anthem. Opera- okay, make, sure, make sure it's the operations manual is not the playbook. So as you're talking to folks, you won't find it. In, it's in the manual that's not uh, open to the public. Operations manual. But, but I will say this, Jim. I made your case to some degree because I just cited seven different instances of the league uh, telling players exactly what they will do or what they won't do. Some of those had sanctions. So that goes to your point. I just uh, am still going to rely on the fact that uh, uh, if if, if the national foot, see, the next thing is he's going to either have to condone it, which I think is coming. And once he takes that step, it's hard to make the case that uh, they're doing anything wrong. Well, I, I sent a message to the Bucks today telling him that I'm through. I'm not supporting them, and I what I do support is their 
relocating to a country of their choice where they can be real happy. Well, I can tell you this. I'm not going to comment on the air, but uh, you are not the only one to communicate with our local National Football League team. And uh, there are some uh, pretty important folks uh, with a lot of influence who uh, are communicating that message as well. So um, I just think if they just pull away from this, President ought to apologize. There's other ways where we can have these discussions we got men and women in harm's way. Doing this during the national anthem is absolutely wrong. It's misguided, and they're going to end up hurting their own cause if they keep doing this. Jim, last word. And we agree on that 100%. All right, man. Well, everybody, thanks for calling in. i got to take a break. Got to go. Uh, Jim from uh, Land of Lakes. All right, going to get to Bonnie after the break, 877-943-9673. And we are talking about uh, the take a knee. And uh, I will tell you what, uh, the guy that's just, <laughs> you know, I come from a military family, and um, we, we got a lot of folks in some places. We got, we got folks out there in places that most of you have no idea where they're serving because the type of warfare we have these days. And I'm thinking about our, 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 our neighbors out at uh, Special Operations Command, at Central Command. We, we got our neighbors that are flying those tankers that are are doing the um, you know the, the global reach uh for us to keep us safe here and uh i hope these players get a whole lot more sensitivity that if they want the country behind them on the other which i think this country will get behind them we're at 70 percent now i wonder how much it'll be by the time they poll next weekend i think the number goes up what do you think 877-943-9673 Defending the right to free speech, but also trying to defend the right to just do the right thing. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be looking for you right here. You can call in, too, 877-943-9673. He opened his heart to God. A child without parent. And opened his home to thousands of children in need. Discover the miraculous true story of how one man answered God's call and changed the world. Molly. I see a impossible becoming possible. For three nights only in select cinemas nationwide, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Buy tickets now at mullymovie.com. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great. I thought... Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. From orphan to the wealthiest man in the world. I was abandoned, a child without parent. He opened his heart to God and opened his home to thousands of children in need. Molly. 
In partnership with Focus and the Family, discover the miraculous true story of how one man gave up earthly riches and became the wealthiest man in the world. I see impossible becoming possible. In cinemas nationwide, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Buy tickets now at mullymovie.com. Bill Bunkley here. If you're looking at the new GMC Sierra, don't go any further than the number one volume Sierra dealer in the state of Florida, Rivard Buick GMC. Number one in volume means number one in price, and Rivard beats all other dealers hands down on both. The new Sierra 1500 Denali with V8 power, steel chassis, and available tow package can handle well over 9,000 pounds of boat, camper, or whatever you need to move from here to there. And the well-appointed spacious interior makes the Sierra just right for work or a weekend getaway. Right now at Rivard Buick GMC, you can save up to $10,500 on a new GMC Sierra 1500 Denali. Couple big savings on your new Sierra with Rivard's refreshing one-on-one customer service, and it's a no-brainer. You've got to go to Rivard. View the options available for your new Sierra 1500 Denali at RivardBuickGMC.com, then visit in person at Rivard Buick GMC, Route 60 Brandon, and tell them Bill Bunkley sent you. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Count it all joy when you follow various trials and testing, for the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you might be complete and perfect and lacking nothing. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here. I want to tell you that uh, we've only got about five days left for you to take advantage of that super deal out at uh, Rivard Buick GMC. That's because uh, the special going on right now in September uh, for those 2017 GMC Sierra Denali, $10,500 off the manufacturer's suggested retail price. That is the September special. And um, boy, I tell you what, it's time for you to uh, hastily uh, take that ride over to Rivard Buick GMC. They're located in Brandon, uh, just off I-75, about a mile west on Highway 60. Now, the reason why this is an urgent trip is that uh, Rivard Buick GMC is the number one Sierra dealer 
anywhere up and down the I-4 corridor, and that includes uh, Sarasota Bradenton and up to uh, Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River. Why? Because when they're the number one volume dealer, that means that they are giving the best deals. And uh, people drive from all around. And I want to tell you, it is old-fashioned service, and that's not a bad thing. What I'm talking about is people-to-people service, not that high pressure, not getting, not getting tossed around to the finance guy, to the extended warranty lady. No, 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 no. One person is going to give you excellent service from the moment you um, visit the lot to the time you take those keys and drive off. If you don't believe me, go right now to RevardBuickGMC.com, RevardBuickGMC.com. Take a look at all the deep discounts. It's right there on their website. Give them a call. Find out more about what they can do for you at 813-620-6500, 813-620-6500. Remember, you will have a refreshing experience because they provide exceptional service. And when you get there, tell them Bill Bunkley sent you to get the, your best deal ever. Hey, I just want to um, give a, 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 a just want to give an acknowledgement here. If you saw today's uh, Tampa Bay Times, our two Buccaneers that took a knee and that is wide receiver Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Um, I want to tell you that, uh, and Michael, as they were taking a knee, they had their hand over their heart. And what I want to tell you is is that uh, though they were joining in solidarity, they both put their hands over their heart in respect to the military, uh, and that is as reported as the time. So let's go to Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie's in Tampa, 877-943-9673. Bonnie, welcome to our program. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Welcome back, I should say. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, just a little exercise, and I think it's time to to knock it off on all sides. What do you think? No, I'm sorry. I hate to disagree with you this time. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I understand that they have their First Amendment rights which they practice. Now, I think that we need to practice our First Amendment right and turn off the television on Sunday and quit going to the football games for a while. And uh, we'll see who wins. It's time for us to start fighting for, or not fighting, and I don't mean physically. I mean for... Standing up for. uh, Standing up for that, you know, we respect this country and there's a way about going about things and this angers a lot of people especially if you have people that are actively in the military or actively that are police officers and I have both and this angers me greatly well it certainly isn't uh, pushing the dialogue in the right direction and maybe dialogue isn't even the right uh, word to uh, to mention there but you know, um, the point has been made, probably overdone, and um, the president, I think, overreacted. I'm going to also stand by my comments there. I won't even repeat. I can't even repeat what he said uh, from the platform the other night. But uh, I just want to tell you that I, I think it's time for uh, both sides to to realize the old saying that two wrongs don't make a right. And uh, I think we've uh, we, we, we've got it to a point that where I think either the NFL has a brand that I hope that they want to protect. And if they are going to cite seven other players for doing things that are not according to their rules, 
They've got a big role here, and I think that uh, they ought to get back to playing football. I'll give you the final thought. Well, here's another thought for you. When they, and I can't remember, I know it was one of the teams on the West Coast, because a lot of the stuff that you mentioned about the uh, police officers and everything, that they told them they couldn't do it. But when all this stuff went down with Trayvon Martin, not Trayvon Martin, but the young man out in... uh, Talk about uh, St. Louis? Yes, in St. Louis. Okay. Okay. One of the teams out west wore black armbands uh, across their numbers and stuff, Mm -hmm. and they did not make them take that off in his memory. So if they're going to go across the board and say that you can't do this and you can't do that in the name of military people and police officers and things like that, then they need to do it all across the board. I will leave with this, Bonnie. It's political correctness, and uh, it does happen, and uh, it's world we live in, but it's also time to, to, to pull back. All right, that'll wrap up a very, very exciting first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. Coming up next on AM 860-930, it's Jay Sekulow on The Biz. We're going to be bidding you for farewell right now. And uh, for the rest, if you'd like to join me on AM 570 along the coast or AM 910 internally or 102.1 in Lakeland, it's the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'll see you there. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation. Loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The White House is rejecting North Korea's view of President Trump's recent remarks about the Kim Jong-un regime. North Korea's top diplomat claims that the United States has declared war against his country. Not so, says White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. We've not declared war on North Korea, uh, and frankly, the suggestion of that is absurd. At the U.N. last week, the president said if the U.S. is forced to defend itself against North Korea, we will have no choice but to totally destroy the country. Greg Clugston, the White House. The Supreme Court has canceled arguments set for October 10th in the dispute over President Trump's travel ban after Mr. Trump rolled out a new policy Sunday. The justices are asking both sides to weigh in by October 5th about what to do with the case. The court had been ready to hear arguments about the legality of a 90-day ban on travelers from six mostly Muslim countries and a 120-day ban on refugees from around the world. That ban expired Sunday. 
The new policy, which calls for bans from North Korea and Venezuela, has no expiration date. Vacationers are packing up and business owners are bracing for another financial hit this season as Hurricane Maria churns offshore of North Carolina's Outer Banks. Dare County Emergency Management Director Drew Pearson says they're evacuating visitors from Hatteras Island because the forecast calls for storm force winds and several feet of surge. The combination of those two items is uh, potentially going to lead to uh, overwash of roads on Hatteras Island to include NC-12 and side roads. We're highly concerned that uh, we may have the inability to respond should people need help uh, at the height of the storm with uh, flooded roads and high winds. Taking a look at the Wall Street numbers, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 54 points to 22,296. The Nasdaq dropped 56. The S&P lower by 6. But oil up $1.56 to $52.22 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Mike Gallagher here for Relief Factor. You might be asking, who should consider ordering Relief Factor? Well, anyone with pain that's keeping them from doing things that bring joy to their life. Maybe taking a long walk, not having the pain, riding a bike, playing golf again without pain, opening a jar or sewing or using a hammer, even rolling out of bed every morning without pain. For me, I had hip replacement. And then I had a little bit of a scooter accident in New York, left me miserable, aches and pains, until I started taking Relief Factor. Heard about them on the radio. I started to take Relief Relief Factor, a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. You know what? I was completely pain-free. I want to prove it to you by you taking the three-week quick start from Relief Factor. It's only $19.95. Do you know 80% of those who take the quick start order again? We know it works. So if your pain isn't worth the price of a cup of coffee a day to lower, then you're not in much pain. If it is worth it, try the three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Relief Factor. Arizona Senator John McCain reflects on his life after revealing a very poor brain cancer prognosis. Senator McCain says at first his doctors were hesitant to tell him he has an aggressive form of brain cancer called glioblastoma. I kept saying to them, tell it to me straight. Well, there's always this, there's always that, you know. And, and I said, I can take it, just tell me. And and then they, they were more forthcoming. Senator McCain tells CBS's 60 Minutes that he sometimes is fearful of what will happen, but is grateful for having had a great life. Rita Foley, Washington. Anthony Weiner must report to prison by November 6th to begin serving his 21-month sentence for sexting with a 15-year-old girl. As his sentence was announced Monday, the former Democratic congressman from New York dropped his head into his hand and wept. Weiner's sexting habit destroyed his career in Congress. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Correspondent David Rising reports that German Chancellor Angela Merkel is taking it slow as she faces the task of forming a new government after winning Sunday's election. She held a press conference today where she said that they had seen that they lost somewhere around a million voters or so to the AFD and that clearly they needed to try to address the issue. I think she says she will reach out to her former partners, the Social Democrats, even though they have ruled out another grand coalition, and that she'll also intertalk with the Greens and the Free Democrats to see if they can come up with a coalition together. Chancellor Merkel says she can't say when a new German government will be in place, but that her country isn't the most urgent case in Europe. Turkish President Erdogan and Russia's Vladimir Putin have spoken over the phone about the contentious Iraqi Kurdish vote in support of independence and stressed the importance of Iraq and Syria's territorial integrity. Turkey is fighting a Kurdish insurgency on its territory and opposes any move towards the creation of a separate Kurdish state. 
More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good Monday afternoon and uh, welcome to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. And I extend to you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, honored to be with you here this afternoon. Before I even get started anywhere, Michael Miracle, we got something very important to do. This weekend was the 85th birthday for Dr. Charles Stanley. And I just, uh, I was really blessed to see um, an interview that uh, his son, Andy Stanley, and he conducted on the occasion of his um, 85th birthday. And uh, I want to tell you that um, if uh, you happen to be listening for the first time, uh, Charles Stanley has been, uh, let's put things in perspective. I I believe in authorities. I I believe in chain of authorities. And uh, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, is my authority between myself and the Lord. He is my pastor. And um, I will show you pages and pages of copious notes. I am a note taker, pretty notorious note taker. I'm teaching my son Zachary the uh, the art of note taking now, and then hopefully he uh, may get into journaling a little bit later on. But um, Charles Stanley, boy, I'm just thinking because Mike, I don't like to do this because if I get sidetracked thinking about uh, how old I am and did you just say that so you must not know that I read lips. You must know that I just heard you. Michael's in another studio. Okay. We got glass between us. I cannot hear him. He only hears me. There's a lot of soundproofing in these walls. Now, do you want to come clean and, and tell our audience what you said, or or do you want me to have to uh, uh, br- bring bring forth this revelation? I'll come clean. I was trying to, because of the uh, sound barrier between the two of us, I thought, I thought I could get away with this completely and totally, and it backfired big time. You're old. That's what I said. That's, That's what, what I mouthed. And, yeah, I said. yeah, just let you know, I'm, I caught that. Noted. Hey, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, because Dr. Stanley... Um, in my respect, and boy, I have voluminous notes of uh, sermons through the years of Dr. Stanley as well. Um, I'm just excited. And the thing I wanted to just briefly say, 
he is 85 years of age. And if you are familiar with In Touch Ministries, we have a chance to play them, uh, play their program twice a day. Um, Dr. Stanley does not believe in retirement. He doesn't believe the Bible teaches retirement. He believes that we are to be active for the Lord as long as we can to the very moment we are absent with the body, present with the Lord. He's 85, senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Atlanta, preaching every Sunday, also president of In Touch Ministries. And um, I want to shame a couple of you out there. And that is, um, as they were sharing, Dr. Stanley on Sunday will preach his Sunday sermon or sermons. His routine is to go to lunch after church. And guess what? About five or six in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon, you know what he's doing? He's not pulling out his old sermon notes. He is sitting down at five or six o'clock that Sunday to begin asking the Lord what the Lord would want him to teach, preach the following Sunday. And he begins his preparation. And um, I just say that to, to just remind you that if you really want to have a deep and a and a rich relationship with Jesus. I, I just want to encourage you, at least try it for 30 days, try it for a year. Spend time with the Lord at least a few moments every morning. Don't speed read. Read the Bible through every year. There's plenty of plans to do that, you know, to divide it up, 365 days. I would tell you that it is it is so rich to read a proverb every day. So rich to read every 30th Psalm at night or, or to do that regiment. Because I want to tell you that if you stay in the word, You will walk like Jesus. You will think like Jesus. You will process situations like Jesus. And when you add the Holy Spirit filling you as a born-again Christian, because I tell you, if you start drifting, there's too much in the culture. There's too much on TV. There's too much in billboards. There's too much on the Internet. If you don't stay in the Word, you're going to drift. Your walk is not going to be as consistent as it once was if you were in the Word for a period of time and you've gotten away from the Word. And and I know I'm talking to somebody right now that's listening, probably a few somebodies. And I just want to, I want to say congratulations, Dr. Stanley. Happy birthday, Dr. Stanley. Thank you for all of what you've done for us. And I'm just thinking, 85 years old, and who knows? 90, 95, 100, and um, it seems like whenever we talk about seniors, man, we're talking about the what the brain concussions of the NFL. We're talking about dementia. We're talking about Alzheimer's. Just remember, not everybody has those issues. 
and there's some things that uh, the experts, the professionals, the doctors are telling us that uh, we can do to uh, keep ourselves spry and moving. But I want to tell you what, I believe this, the bottom of my heart, when you retire and you don't have a ministry, you don't have a purpose for getting up every day, you don't live a long time. I mean, you know, I'm not saying you're going to die, you know, next year or six months, but I'm just telling you, most folks who don't have a purpose don't seem to have a lot of longevity. Anyway, just a thought. All right, going to take a break. I want to tell you that coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, I'm excited because John Graves is going to be along, and uh, he's going to be sharing about the mission and development of the Acts 2028 Pastor Network. Uh, we referenced that a few days ago. They were one of our just special, special partners for our 2017 Pastors Appreciation. And uh, we'll have a chance to uh, tell you more about this exciting program, which is going to let you follow what the Bible has to say in terms of principles and then applying those principles to engaging the culture. Uh, All that and more is coming up. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. When I come back, wow, Nashville area, church attacked by that uh, lone gunman. Security in our churches, that's next on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Register now for the CEO Symposium, Tuesday, October 10th, at the Laurel Oak Country Club, Sarasota. Join Christian business owners and Florida state legislators to discuss actionable strategies to protect our religious liberties. Hear from speakers like Interstate Batteries' Norm Miller, Vision America's Rick Scarborough, and Paul Blair of Reclaiming America for Christ. Tuesday, October 10th from 7.30 to 11 a.m. For information and registration, call 877-634-2279, 877-634-2279. From Pure Flix Entertainment. Eric has suffered a traumatic brain injury. Three families brought together by a crisis of faith. I'm remanding you to the juvenile detention center. Now their faith is all they have left. The only thing me and Teresa have been doing is trusting in the Lord. Look where it's gotten us. Divided by loss. United by faith. All of the answers can be found right there. A question of faith. Rated PG. In theaters Friday. For tickets and more information, visit aquestionoffaith.com. 
Dan Schock here from Christian Businessmen of Tampa Bay and all pro pastors. Guys, I'm challenging you to bring friends and coworkers to a special outreach breakfast with Hall of Fame coach Joe Gibbs on October 18th at the Florida State Fairgrounds. Purchase a table and fill it with folks you work with every day as Coach Gibbs shares the gospel over breakfast. October 18th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Florida State Fairgrounds. Tables available at allprocbmc.com. That's allprocbmc.com. You're writing a Christian book and you want it published. You also know old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. Want your book in print and on Amazon? Make it happen. Take control and publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian Publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. ChristianPublishing.com. Publishing is fast, easy, and affordable with Zulon Press. A division of Salem Communications, the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. Proud to be an American? My husband, Dominic, and I thank God we are. I'm Lois Falconetti of Dominic's Blinds and Decor. We sell American-made, not like our competitors. We're a Hunter Douglas dealer, which gives a lifetime warranty. We do repairs and at-home drapery cleaning. Tell us you're a veteran, first responder, or proud American. We'll give a donation to St. Jude. See us at Clark and McIntosh or call 922-2345. Remember, Dominic's Blinds, American-made, not from China. We're back, Bill Bunkley here, second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, coming up on about 19 minutes past the hour. Um, We were going to talk about uh, church security. We'll hold that topic because uh, you, our callers, are always very important. Um, If you weren't with us during the previous hour, we were talking about the uh, probably the number one topic around the nation, and that is uh, whether to kneel or not to kneel during the uh, national anthem and um, respect for the flag and country. Uh, During that segment, uh, I mentioned that uh, though I thought that the uh, players, especially since the league uh, was not enforcing their own rule, uh, the players uh, most uh, assuredly uh, were within their First Amendment constitutional rights to do what they want to do. However, I think it's, uh, I don't think it's a wise decision, uh, especially going forward. And uh, I'm not going to repeat what the president said, but the president used some pretty, pretty uh, direct uh, profanity um, about uh, one of the players. And uh, I happen to think that uh, the profanity is, uh, you know, inappropriate for the president and uh, certainly the word that was uttered. So I can't really mention the words. It was actually three words. Uh, I just think the president ought to apologize. And uh, I think if everybody sticks to the issues, and, uh, you know, there's proper opportunities for us to have this national dialogue. Mindy is joining us from Odessa, and I think she doesn't think the president needs to apologize. So we are always open to um, uh, contrary opinions. And, Mindy, hey, thanks for calling us and uh, giving me a ring. Yes, um, I think that all of this has to do with respect. And they're using the First Amendment rights as a disguise. Um, the president was speaking from his heart, I'm sure, 
and maybe his he did have a poor choice of words, but I agree with him absolutely that um, when our national anthem is played, you should be standing up with your heart over your hand. Hand over uh, your heart. Your hand over your heart. Yep. And I also think that he should make it mandatory in all public schools that every day um, our kids say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, and it's not an option. Mm. And there was a day that that was uh, the law. I don't know if the judges would uh, support that. But uh, let, me, let me give you my worldview as, uh, as, as a Christian. Um, when we do things where we offend others, and, and I think that there was an implication of him in every NFL football player, but the, the curse, the, the three-word curse word was just so outrageous. Uh, I, I, I support the president's right to have his opinion. I support the president's right to speak out his opinion. But I just think that uh, in the same way uh, of the case you made for those and what you suspect may be their motivations for standing up, I don't think the president gets carte blanche to be able to just curse and say what he wants to say. He can make his point. But we've got kids out there. We've got kids out there watching. And I'll just tell you, we may have a difference of opinion. I want my president to, to, to be effective and communicative. Um, and I know things go on behind closed doors and in staff meetings, but when you get out in public, we got a whole generation of kids watching, and, and quite frankly, it was offensive to me because I don't my, my youngster was in the room and I had to shoo him out of the room. So that's why I think the president, and that was a pretty bad one. I mean, that's that's the one where you're talking about somebody's mother. I mean, you know, in addition to the person, I just think that's over the top, Mindy. We might just agree to disagree. Well, you know what. I agree with you that in public speaking that he should um, pay attention to what comes out of his mouth because once something comes out of your mouth, it's out there. In the and, and you know, and you know, many of us say this, and I'll let's finish. Uh, many of us are supporting a lot of what the president is doing, and he has a very unique way of communicating that sometimes is a little difficult for some of us. And I got to say that there, there are times where because it, it's his policies that I'm that I'm focused in on, sometimes I'm a little uncomfortable. But this one, this one, you know, you haven't heard me railing on this day in and day out. You know, I don't speak for him, but I thought this one was over the line. And I, I thought the reaction in my family when he said it and I got 11 year old, I just say, Mr. You know, Mr. Trump, President Trump. You don't need to do that. He knows how to get his opinion across, and it's just this particular one, Mindy. I just think that they ought to knock it off. He ought to apologize, figure out how we're going to talk about this issue, and let's just play football on Sunday because a lot of people go to have a little release from all the other issues of life. But, Mindy, I'll give you the last word. Absolutely right, Mr. Buckley, as always. Oh, no, no, no. I wanted I wanted to talk with you, and if we agree to disagree, what we do here is we do it agreeably. We don't name call, and if you and I are not on the same page, that's okay, but I think it's well for us to have a dialogue because this is what this nation doesn't know how to do anymore without, you know, well, without calling names or ulterior motives. So what we're doing today is what I've been trying to, to demonstrate here for quite some time. And you're demonstrating exactly what I was talking about, respect. Yes, absolutely. And I thank you, and I enjoy your show very much. All right, Mindy, enjoy Odessa. I used to go to the Boy Scout camp out there, Camp Roaring. I live right around the corner. <laughs> memories, memories for me. Thank you, Mindy, uh -huh. for uh, calling in. 
All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, church security. Well, let's just mention um, Hart was grieving yesterday. You probably know by now that um, in Antioch, which is uh, outside of Nashville, and I know where Antioch is and the uh, the headquarters for the Southern Baptist Convention is Nashville, so I've been there many times. So when you kind of got a little bit of an orientation toward uh, an area, but uh, the good people at the uh, Burnett Chapel Church of Christ um, were doing what I was doing with my family on Sunday morning, and that was uh, at their place of worship. Um, gunmen decided to put on a mask and decided to uh, pick a church on a Sunday morning. And before it was all over, one woman was dead. Six others were wounded. Um, According to CBN News, a church member says that as the gunman made his way down the aisle, the pastor started shouting, run, run, gunshots. The shooter was firing away and was not speaking as he was firing. The suspect, which I only mentioned once, don't mention it again if we cover the story again, 25-year-old Emmanuel Kittiga Sampson, 25 years old, 25 years old, just going to go shoot up a church. Hmm. He had attended the church within the last two years. And it was the very quick thinking actions of, uh, I don't know whether it was, it was a junior staff member or someone member of the church uh, ran out and to his car got his, uh, got his um, revolver, lock or whatever, and came in and neutralized the situation. 39-year-old Melanie Smith was uh, shot dead while leaving the church, walking through the parking lot as the shooter arrived. Oh, it was a church usher, 22-year-old Robert Engel. He first was pistol-whipped when he confronted the shooter, Samson. The gunman was shot during that struggle. Then, young Engel managed to get to his car and retrieve his personal firearm to confront the shooter again. A witness, Minerva Rosa, said the young 22-year-old usher is nothing less than a hero. He's amazing, said Rosa, a member of the church for eight years. Without him, I think it could be worse. A police spokesman called Ingo an extraordinarily brave individual. By the way, all the, all who were wounded except one are over the age of 60. People over the 60 years of age, and we're going to go shoot them up. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is I know it's a delicate subject, and we're not going to have a chance to, if you want to talk about it, uh, quite frankly, because I want to have a chance to um, spend some quality time um talking about uh, the organization Acts uh, 2028 Pastor Network coming up. But the point I wanted to make about church security, because this is right before us, and then also 
personal security. I know that there is a raging debate in this country over Second Amendment rights. But the truth of the matter is, is that what people have been exposed to in violent movies, violent video games, sitcoms on television, and and the overload that's now part of the American experience. I mean, there are people that are just getting, you know, for lack of a better term, whacked out. Some of them are... Some of it's, uh, you know, all of it is, is, is evil, demonic, for sure. But um, when you look at the church, we certainly have seen, for those of you who are paying attention, the attack on uh, Coptic churches in Egypt, Coptic Christian churches in, e- in, uh, in, in Egypt, Christian churches uh, through the years in Iraq. And uh, by the grace of God, we in America, to this point, haven't uh, experienced the the volume of of those type of uh, tragic incidents. But the point is that had it not been for this young 22-year-old young lad who did not bring his his firearm into church, he was not carrying a concealed weapon, didn't have it in church. But the point I want to make is, is that in the world we live in today, from the time somebody wants to do something very evil and... Um, They may have a knife. They may have a machete. They may have a baseball bat. And they they might have a long rifle. They may have a pistol. But the point is, at the time somebody wants to begin the process of such a vile, gruesome attack, it is up to us from the time that attack begins to the time the 911 call can go in, and the question is, how far are you from a police officer? How far are you from a deputy sheriff? How far are you from help? And um, just want to tell you that um, personal firearm safety is is number one in my book. But uh, I'm just saying that... Um, those of you who have taken the proper course, the proper concealed weapons course, uh, I'll, I'll just close with this: we we don't uh, you don't hear me uh, talking about, nor do we see a lot of stories about people who have gone and gotten their concealed weapon permits being the perpetrators of these crimes. You know what I mean? And for them to be uh, ready to uh, to defend the brethren. It's just indicative of the times that we live in. Amen? Amen. All right, going to take a time out. Let's check in with SRN News with the latest headlines. Uh, coming up next, John Graves is going to be joining me talking about the mission 
and development of the Acts 2028 Pastor Network. You say, what is that 2028 Pastor Network? Well, stay tuned and you'll find out. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders says the U.S. hasn't declared war on North Korea, and the suggestion is absurd. She spoke after the North's foreign minister argued that President Trump declared war over the weekend in a tweet. Mr. Trump said Kim Jong-un won't be around much longer. Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner says he strongly disagrees with NFL players protesting during the national anthem. The Republican, a former businessman, is part owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rauner says the protesters are disrespecting the country's foundations and veterans. He says he cannot and will not condone such behavior. It's a massive effort to end one-size-fits-all care. U.S. researchers getting ready to recruit more than a million people to study how our genes, environments, and lifestyles interact and affect our health. On Wall Street, they're down by 54 points. The Nasdaq dropped 56. This is SRN News. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. When we get to heaven, what will our bodies be like? It's not our old bodies that we are going to carry into heaven. And aren't you grateful for that? Aren't you grateful God doesn't just resurrect your old body and, you know, put some duct tape around it and some glue and try to hope it holds together for all eternity? No, it's not our old bodies. Our old bodies are raised, but then they are completely renovated in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. And what we receive is much superior to what was planted. But if you want a good idea of what your resurrection body is going to be like for eternity, the best place to look is to look at Jesus himself. Jesus is the prototype of our resurrection body. You're listening to Dr. Robert Jeffress, author of the brand new book, A Place Called Heaven. You can learn more by going to ptv.org. Christian families, funerals are significant events. Veterans Funeral Care believes funerals in your church are the best way to say goodbye. Using your home church means not having to pay for funeral home facilities, saving you 30% over top-of-mind funeral homes. Veterans Funeral Care is Christian-owned and operated by fifth-generation Tampa Bay natives. Call 727-524-9202 for a free Tampa Bay Church funeral plan brochure or visit veteransfuneralcare.com. American Icon Films and Greg Laurie present a new documentary, Steve McQueen, American Icon. Steve McQueen set the action movie template for the modern-day era of cinema. He was the best at what he did. Follow Pastor Greg on a cross-country trip and discover the incredible true story. Steve McQueen became a believer in Jesus Christ toward the end of his life. That is the story very few people know. Steve McQueen, American Icon, a special one-night event in select theaters Thursday, September 28th. Find theaters and tickets at stevemcqueenmovie.com. Are you looking to get out of your timeshare with a 100% guarantee? Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. We have helped thousands of timeshare owners just like you get out of their timeshare legally and ethically. With annual maintenance fees just around the corner, now is the time to act. 
If you are serious about getting rid of those high fees and annual bills for vacations you never take, call us now, 855-551-7066, or visit us online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon a.m., right here on 1380 The Biz, we're going to take your financial questions, you're going to hear about the economy, you're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of all that God has given you. Financial issues right here, 1380 The Biz, every morning, 9 to noon. See you then. In the wake of Hurricane Irma, so many of our listeners are still suffering with power outages and other damage caused by the storm. Of course, while national organizations and government agencies have their place, no one knows the needs of our community and can react more quickly than local pastors and churches. If your church is making a difference post-Irma, let everybody know by posting on our community events calendar at letstalkfaith.com. We're here to provide strength between Sundays and strength as we recover from Irma. Faith Talk, 570, 910, Hey, we're back, and uh, absolutely correct. Grace wins every time. Welcome back to the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show on this Monday afternoon. It is about uh, 38 minutes past the hour. And uh, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about the Acts 2028 Pastor Network? Well, if you hadn't, hey, pay close attention and get that pin out because um, I think you're going to be very impressed with uh, what God has called this organization to um, to minister to us for. And uh, John Graves is here to talk about it. Of course, uh, John is the president of Vision America, and God saved him in 1986 during his sophomore year of college. And he has since served local churches as well as parachurch ministries for 30 years. After serving in various roles with Vision America, John recently transitioned into the role of president of the organization. In addition, John is a business owner, an attorney, an accountant, a counselor, and a pastor who serves leaders of a growing coalition of organizations that work together to serve pastors and encourage the church to stand and vote for biblical values. His belief that Jesus is the only hope for any nation and Jesus gave leaders as gifts to the church, well, that led him to develop 2028 Pastors, a tool which provides breakthrough technology for pastors to help mobilize the Christian vote. John Graves, good to have you with us this afternoon. Good to be here, Bill. Thanks for having me. First, let me thank you very much for your tremendous uh, uh, partnering with us as uh, we honored our pastors last week for our 2017 Pastors Appreciation um, Day. And uh, without uh, you and others, fine help of the day would not be possible. And I just want to say thank you again. Yeah, thank you. It was my honor to be there. I love pastors. I love serving pastors. 
All right. Now, let's uh, talk about Acts 2028, Pastors. By the way, get your pencil ready. I have a website for you in just a moment. Talk a little bit more about just what is this mission, and when we're going to talk about mobilizing and equipping pastors, just how does that practically come to pass? Well, we do all kinds of things to mobilize pastors. The the, the tool on the 2028pastors.com website um, it starts from kind of level one and goes all the way through level five, however involved the pastor wants to be. Uh, but one of the things that we learned, I was anti-political, and when I got involved in the political process, um, it was after 9-11, and, you know, it's it's free and it's public. It's not It's not always free, but most of the time it's a low cost and it's public to find out who's registered and who's not. And most of the problem um, in our country is because godly people are not being salt and light. They're not voting. They're not showing up. And so we just do that cumbersome work for pastors, um, you know. Um, and so we kind of offer that service to, to because I know that when a pastor gets good information on the state of his flock, he goes into motion because they if they're called by God to be a shepherd, they want to lead. They want to oversee and they can't do that without good information. Does that make sense? Yes. And in fact, uh, just to clarify, what we're talking about is is uh, when he talks about engaging folks to vote and working off the actual voter rolls. So, uh, for instance, in your particular uh, community as a lay member or as a pastor, uh, the idea is to be able to mobilize pastors to engage and to have dialogue about uh, this vote. You know, it's interesting uh, John Graves, that I remember uh, a member of the Florida Senate years ago, um, remember that the voter rolls will tell us if somebody voted. They don't tell us who they voted for. And uh, there was a state senator who very regularly uh, was following up with some of the churches in his district to see which pastors were pastors were voting and not voting. And uh, that was some very uh, interesting data, to say the least. Yeah, it's well, most people, they know this, but they don't really think through it. It's public if you're registered or if you're not in your county, and and it's public if you vote. Now, how you vote, nobody's ever going to know unless you tell them, because that's obviously confidential, as it should be, and private. Um, does that make sense? And oh, so absolutely. The, the problem is we, we set out to do this, because what I saw um, when I did this as several pastors, because I had served, I was serving as a college pastor in a couple different churches and some parachurches, and so some several pastors were like, "Look, you you did all this work to go to each individual county and get all this data. Could you compare that to my church membership list?" Well, that's how the whole thing started. It was a pastor's idea that started this, because what I saw shocked me. It, you know that half the Christians weren't registered and half the ones that were registered weren't voting, even for the president. And it was, you know, 5 to 10% voting to pick the candidate in the primary. And so what I saw is each one of the pastors that I ran this list for, they went into motion. Now they were different denominations, different leadership styles, but they all, once they got good information on the state of their flock, kind of the Proverbs 27, be diligent to know the state of your flock, once they knew their church, they were like, well, I can't change the country I can't change the world, but I can change my church. I can lead my church, and and we, at a minimum, need to be light into a dark world. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're supposed to be. And so pastors, to me, are, are force multipliers. They're leaders. They're the ones Ephesians 4 says God gives to the church to lead the church. 
And, you know, each one of us are supposed to turn our light on, obviously, into the darkness. But when you get a whole church turning its light on, that's a city on a hill that Matthew 5 talks about. Hmm. And to share a little bit about uh, that process, imagine if you had a church of a hundred people and you're the pastor or you're the chairman of deacons. And, uh, boy, you've got a church that's pretty outspoken on the issues. And uh, if uh, your church is what we've seen trends to be uh, in the not-too-distant past, what uh, John Graves is talking about, if you had a 100-member church, that means if only half of the church is even registered to vote, that means 50 out of the 100 are registered. And then if you caught what he said, only half of those actually went and voted. That's down to 25. So now your church of 100 you got a couple dozen people that are voting, and, and that's what and, you're trying to encourage, right? And exactly, and that, and that's for the president. If you if you go this next year, <laughs> we're going to vote for senators and congressmen. It's about half of that, which is about twelve to fifteen people. And then if you count, the, you know, the number one complaint this last election cycle was what? Historic all-time records, most unpopular candidate on both parties. You know, it wasn't just one party or the other; both of them. And, and, and the reason for that is over 85% of us are not voting to pick who the candidates are in the primaries. And that's where the church can really make a big difference. And, and a lot of people get lost just on the White House, and that's important. I'm not saying it's not important. The Supreme Court appointments, you know, those average tenure are 24 years long, which is six mm-hmm. presidential terms. So it is absolutely critical because it's dealing with life and marriage and all the, all the other religious liberty fights that we're having these days, um, poverty, social justice reforms, all these kind of things. But the real thing that people forget is we're not just electing one office. We're, 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 uh, we're voting for senators and governors and Congress and state house and state reps and city councils and all the way down the line. And so – uh, that's as good as it gets. The 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 twenty five number. That's a presidential election. So so uh, there's a there's a sermon uh, Charles Finney gave. He sparked the second great awakening, as you know. Uh, and I'm kind of partial to him because he's an attorney and a pastor. And and he gave a sermon <laughs> on hindrances to revival. Well, one of those hindrances to revival was when when Christians who can elect those who govern them do not do it. Kind of the Proverbs twenty eight two. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. You can't have revival or rejoicing until the believers begin to influence who's governing us. Otherwise, uh, it's just more and more rampant persecution like we've been seeing. It's a, a rapid increase right now. Now that we have your attention, if you're by your home or office PC, go to 2028pastors.com. That's 2028pastors.com, 2028pastors.com. And uh, that's going to be your ticket to track what we're talking about. Um, John Graves, you know, a lot of people, well, they're just perpetually discouraged. And then they see these issues and they sort of pull back. They're kind of hesitant to get involved. Uh, Briefly talk about some of the myths or misconceptions that you hear that keep people from saying, yeah, I want to get involved. I want to learn these candidates. I want to vote. Yeah, I, one of them I just mentioned, which is the you know the the unpopularity uh, of politics. They kind of they they get sick of holding their nose and voting for people. Well, one of the ways to do that is get involved in the primary. One of the other ones is the myth of separation of church and state. The government 
And the First Amendment says that the government shouldn't tell us what type of religion to practice, nor should they stop. But it never says Christians aren't supposed to influence. And, and we encourage people, don't just register and vote to try to get better people involved in governing us. We, we live in a constitutional republic. We get to elect who governs us, so we, we get people to encourage to, to do that. But go run for office. Go pray for the people in office. Go minister them. I can't count the number of people who finally – godly men and women who get involved in office, and it's spiritual warfare. I mean there is a war raging on these things, and I would say the third biggest um, detractor is people don't think they matter. They don't think that they really add up, and that's why we focus on pastors and people of faith um, – because they do matter when they add up. I mean, just in Florida alone, you remember in 2000, 537 votes decided who the president was, which decided two more Supreme Court uh, appointees. That's two small churches. And so our votes, when we put them together, do matter if we if we will let them. In other words, that's the whole thing I referenced earlier with Ephesians 5. We're, we, we're a light, but if we'll get a lot of other people engaged in this, you can see a turnaround in this country. We didn't we didn't get in this mess in a hurry. We're not going to get out of it in a hurry. Uh, we're committed to it for the long term. Uh, but when people start feeling hope that, wait, wait a minute, we can actually change something. We may not be able to change everything, but we can change something, and we're the hope of the world. And I want Believers. to remind, and I want to remind you that right now, go to our go to that website, 2028pastors.com. That's 2028pastors.com because I really want you to engage on, on this issue because – there's power in getting people registered and getting people out to vote. Well, how about the Bible, John Graves? Is it silent about uh, Christians becoming politically involved, or does it have no, something to say about no, it? No, it's yeah, no, it's not. I, I mentioned the Proverbs twenty-eight two. I mentioned Ephesians five. Uh, we use uh, we called it twenty twenty-eight pastors over Acts twenty twenty-eight, which speaks to church leaders saying. You know, the scriptures literally saying, take heed to yourself, pay careful attention to yourself and to the congregation or the flock that the Holy Spirit made you the overseer of. And literally that verse speaks to uh, not just uh, the pastor watching out for himself and going, am I influencing the culture in the best way that I can, even in a minimum way that I can, making sure I'm at least picking who's governing our nation and our, and our children. Uh, but Hosea 8, 4 says, you set in kings that I didn't appoint. You chose them without my consent, and so you're going to pay for that. And so so what we're seeing is there, there's kind of two extremes. There's the majority of the church uh, is kind of doing the ostrich thing, hiding their head in the sand. But the other extreme of that is some people in the church mistakenly put their hope in a candidate or in a party thinking, oh, that's going to that's gonna save us. Well, that's not going to save us. That's just someone who to, who can govern us until until God changes the heart of a person. And so and so politics is not the end hope, um but it is absolutely part of what we do. I used to believe, you know, when I first got saved, I, I grew up in an unbelieving home as you said, and I got saved in college and I thought, well, I'm just all about one kingdom. I'm not going to get involved in that. And it took years for me to realize we're citizens of this earth and God <laughs> Jesus when he taught on prayer literally said, "Your kingdom come on earth." As it is in heaven, we're supposed to bring his government down here on this earth uh, and his principles and his godliness. Um, and so there's more and more godly people running all around the country, but the majority of them, the number one thing they say is, oh, it's so ugly. It's so messy. It's so – and and the reason for that is the enemy doesn't want – great things of God are always opposed by the enemy. 
And so the scripture's full of how we're supposed to engage the culture, not put our hope in the culture, but to engage it and bring God's influence to it. Mm. Got about four minutes left, and if you're just joining us, you're listening to John Graves, and we're talking about the mission and development of the Acts 2028 Pastor Network. Go right now if you're by your home or office PC. If you have your smartphone, uh, do that, but not while you're driving. 2028pastors.com. That's 2028pastors.com. So, uh, John Graves, we've talked about this tool for pastors and understanding who's involved, not involved, as far as being registered to vote. But what about an individual believer? What can they do to help influence the culture and this uh, this idea of uh, Christian civic engagement? Yeah, well, they can, they can do the same things. Uh, they can tell their pastors about 2028pastors.com. They can uh, help serve their pastor. What we do a lot of times is we ask the pastor, just give us a volunteer, a staff person, uh, a lay person that we can train who can do this kind of work with us, and we'll train them to do it. So there's a lot of times I do this for my pastor, um, where we we do some of the legwork, if you will, for the pastor and just give them the good information and give them the good data. So uh, people can go to the website and sign up for that and then say, look, I want to get this to my pastor. I want to show this uh, to my pastor. And a lot of times that's how the pastors come to us is through people who who have a burden uh, for for our country. They're praying, they find out about us, and they introduce us to their pastor. And so uh, that's one of the great ways that they can do it. And and I would encourage people to go visit your state rep. Go visit somebody who is in government of some type. It doesn't have to be at the highest level where you can't get access to them uh, and minister to them. Say, is there anything I can pray for you? The scripture is very clear that we're supposed to pray for those who are in authority and those who are in government. God, uh, just have God lead them through that process. He, he, his heart is, is even if they're not saved, they can get saved. A lot of people have been saved after they got there. And so that also can happen. So, uh, that's what I would say to that one. All right. Last question is, uh, with the, uh, 2028 pastor network, again, that's 2028pastors.com. With this emphasis on the pastors and support by lay people, uh, what kind of help do you make available to these pastors? Oh, wow. We we give them voter guides. We show them how to register. We show them what works and doesn't work. We've tested everything we we do empirically uh, so that we can say if you want to increase registration and you send mail or email, it doesn't work very much. It's maybe a 5%. But if you'll go through whatever your state requires, and in Florida, I don't even think you have to be registered to do this, and people collect the registrations, that jumps up dramatically. If they get a voter guide, 75% of the people, according to Georgia Barna in this last election, the number one thing they relied on was a was a nonpartisan voter guide. And so we resource the pastors with this for free. Uh, we give the pastor uh, books and other uh, uh, material to prepare them and to educate them. And so we basically just serve them in any capacity to the extent they want it. And they can say, look, I want one of those or all five of those. I want to tell you right now, Pastor, we need your help. I need your help. Uh, go right now to 2028pastors.com. That's 2028pastors.com. And uh, not only look at that, but request this information, request uh, this package. And uh, my guest today has been John Graves, who is just for five years uh, involved with the mission and development of the Acts 2028 Pastor Network. John Graves, thanks for being with us. And, uh, man, I wish you thanks well because this is very desperately needed. Thanks for having me. God bless you. God bless you. Again, that's uh, 2028pastors.com, 2028pastors.com. 
Coming up tomorrow, Carmen LaBurge will be along talking about her new book, Speak to Truth, How to Bring God Back into Every Conversation. Family Focus Insurance Solutions will be with us, uh, Fernando Suspedes. Coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth, Choose a Church that Has Passion. That's part one coming from Revelations 2, 1 through 7. I'm Bill Bunkley. Have a great evening. Till tomorrow, God bless and good night. 